When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hey everybody, it's Tony Robbins. Hey guys, I'm Audrina Patrick. Hey, this is Adam Carolla. You're on the Hollywood Raw podcast. You're watching Hollywood Raw. You're listening to and watching Hollywood Raw. This is the Hollywood Raw podcast, hosted by entertainment veteran Dax Holt and street journalist Adam Glynn. The podcast humanizing Hollywood. From celebrities to media moguls, even paparazzi and bodyguards have come to break news, break their silence, or just have a great conversation on Hollywood Raw. If they're on Hollywood Raw, there's a reason. From page six, to TMZ, Daily Mail, and People Magazine. Everyone is talking about the Hollywood Raw Podcast with Dax Holt and Adam Glenn. Welcome to the Hollywood Raw Podcast. I'm Dax Holt. Mr. Adam Glenn is on the other side. He is out in New York. I am here in LA, and it is time for our Raw Rundown. This is our uh, the end of the week special, a way to you know get everyone caught up, uh, find out what happened during the week if you weren't reading the blogs, if you weren't reading the websites, all that kind of stuff. Let us do it for you, yeah? Yeah. it's uh, Here's the top 10 stories of the week. We'll start from number 10, go down to number one, um, and we'll kind of make sure that you know what you're talking about going into the weekend of some of the top celebrity entertainment news stories going on in the country. Dax, let's start with number 10. All right, number 10 is all about the Oscar presenters. So we got the Oscars going on this weekend. It's obviously a big deal, but they are slowly announcing who is going to be there, opening the envelopes, telling the you know who won, because it's not always the people that are in the movies that are doing it. It's extra people. So they, uh, as of right now, this is the lineup for the Academy Awards, the 94th Academy Awards. Josh Brolin will be a presenter. Jacob Elor... Alordi, uh, Jake Gyllenhaal, Jason Momoa, Jill Scott, J.K. Simmons, Serena Williams, and Venus Williams, which I thought was interesting. Do you know what their connection is? The movie with... that was about their dad. The Will Smith played their dad. Oh, King Richard. King Richard yeah. What is wrong with me? <laughs> yes. So, um, God, I, that totally slipped my mind. And King Richard, uh, it looks like it's going to be a good weekend for Will Smith. But we'll get into actual Oscar predictions later on in this episode and who we think is going to take away the award, who should take away the award. We'll get into that. But right now, those are the latest of the presenters for the Oscars. So what's interesting about this, Rachel Zegler, I think that's her last name. She was the star of West Side Story. She went on her Instagram saying that she um, was not invited to the ceremony um, despite headlining uh, a Best Picture nominee. And she kind of put it on her social media, social media, and now they're having her – like she couldn't get a ticket to the Oscars, but now they're – and now they're like, uh, come on up and yeah, present. Yeah, now that you made it public, it's like, okay, now, so now she's presenting. So it's like, yeah, you could come, but you got to work for your ticket. To but do you, okay, now if you feel like you shamed them into having you there, do you feel like you would actually want to be a presenter? Like, do you take that opportunity to go, no, you effed up by not even inviting me, and now you're just trying to make good and have me up on stage? Listen, it's a good publicity. It's good It's good for her saying she doesn't get the respect she deserves. I mean, take advantage of the moment. It's the Oscars. But here's the thing is there's a lot of people that the Oscars, yes, it's one of the biggest or the biggest award ceremony of the year, at least for film and television. 
But afterwards, there's all the parties. So there's people who weren't even at the Oscars who just show up to the parties. Most people, most people, most people go to the parties that don't get to go to the Oscars. Like the Vanity Fair after party is one of the biggest things in town. And 98% of the people in that party did not go to the Oscars, did not get an invite and aren't even actors or actresses. So it's interesting for you. I mean, listen, Dex, you're on the West Coast. I'm on the East Coast. On the East Coast, the Oscars starts at 8 p.m. For you guys, it starts mm -hmm. at 5 p.m. So it's done by 8 p.m. at night. And then after that, then you guys go to parties. So it's like it's just weird with the time difference in New York and L.A., you know, like. Yeah. And I, I've covered a lot of those parties throughout the years. Like uh, and I'm telling you, Vanity Fair is the best one to be at everyone. And here's the thing. You don't even have to, like, go to the party necessarily or, you know, you could be down the street. And a lot of people have to either, like, park down the street and walk to the event. I've seen the Olsen twins walking down the street to go to the event. I've seen Paris Hilton walking down the street to go to the event. Like. Normally, there's just so many cars and chaos that people park and walk. So could be a good way to uh, to get to go see the, the big celebs. Yeah. Well, all right. Well, that's number 10. Let's go to number nine. All right. So number nine is Lisa Kudrow. And uh, they're potentially being a Romy and Michelle high school reunion number two. Do you see this? I saw this and know it. I saw it happening ever since they uh, kind of came public not too long ago. But I, I get it. It makes sense. Yeah, so basically Lisa Kudrow was on Jimmy Come Alive on Wednesday. She was there to promote her new film, Better Nate Than Ever. Um, and, you know, here's the thing. So at the Screen Actors Guild Award, Lisa Kudrow presented alongside Mira Servino. Both of them were in the 1997 movie, Romeo and Michelle's High School Reunion. And they were dressed up in similar outfits to actually present at the screen, at the SAG Awards. And so when she did Jimmy Kimmel, he was like, okay, so is there any chance that you may have a high school reunion movie? Like another one. And she replied super fast. She was like, yes, it would be fun. And she basically said that her and Mira Sovino are enthusiastic about the possibility of a sequel, which I think would do huge. I mean, the fact that they went out on stage, everyone went nuts for that. Social media went nuts with the photos that they posted. So, again, I don't know if the first movie was so good because of, I think, the time. But I don't know. Do you redo one of those kinds? It's funny. I never thought this, the first one was that much of a success. But I think now people just want to see something, especially a comedy, and just see people reunite. So I think yeah. that's just the allure with it. And obviously, Mira Servino. I don't know what she's really done lately, so I think it's – of course she wants this. She knows I'll bring in money. She knows she'll get paid. Listen, I, I get it. They're going to campaign. You think Lisa Kudrow went on Jimmy Kimmel not knowing this question was going to come up? No, of course. Oh, 100%. This was those, on the pre-interview. This stuff is all planned. The pre-interview is there. The questions are there. Jimmy Kimmel is not surprising people with questions trust me it's crazy when you do these late night shows or not even late night shows a lot of these shows I, I, morning shows know, even. you know i hope people realize there's a pre-interview for all these shows so you think you're seeing this raw candid interview no there's a pre-interview with the producer sometimes it goes with the publicist or goes with the celebrity depending on who the person is and says okay here's the questions do you have answers do you have a funny story for us what's the story okay because we're going to tee you up so it's not it's not real it's all bullshit <laughs> right that's absolutely true right, number eight uh number eight daniel radcliffe will not 
be playing Wolverine. So I don't know how these rumors started. They got out of control, but basically there's all these things flying around on the internet, uh, connecting him to various comic book like characters like Spider-Man and Wolverine. And he's like had to repeatedly shut all these rumors down. But he says like, listen, I haven't ruled out playing a super villain or a superhero, uh, but Listen, for right now, he will not be playing Wolverine anytime soon. So get that out of your head. He's tired of shutting it down. Focus on him in the Lost City as of now is basically what he's saying. Yeah, listen, I I like Daniel Radcliffe. He's a good guy. He's a good celebrity. He understands his – I don't know. I think he's a funny guy. He showed his penis on Broadway. Come on. What are we going to – remember that? (laughs) Remember Daniel Radcliffe? Yeah, I do. Equus Equus or whatever it was called. Interesting role. But like he's – No, but there was was another funny story that came out of this. So – uh, apparently Sandra Bullock's kids sat down to eat pizza next to him and they couldn't stop staring at him because to them he's Harry Potter. So they were like trying to like keep their shit together because they're kids obviously, yeah. but they keep looking over like, Oh my God, Harry Potter's eating, eating pizza next to us. <laughs> pretty cool. I love it. He's a cool guy. He's into fantasy football. Like I feel like he's just like, he embraces just, He's just a good person. He's good, actually, from my yeah. experiences on the streets. Like he's just like he's good to the fans. Nice guy. Good for him. All right, what's next? Number seven, Wendy Williams demands her money. So uh, obviously, there's been a lot of talk about Wendy Williams over the last couple of months. Her disappearing off of her show and and now not going back to her show. Well, she uh, started up her own Instagram page, and it is now called the Real Wendy Williams Online. So it's separate from the Wendy Williams show, which she was using before. It's already got sixty five thousand uh, followers, but she posted this big old long four minute video about how her former financial advisor at Wells Fargo, um, I guess back in February, filed uh, a bank court document claiming that Williams was not of sound mind and then that she was a victim of undue influence and financial exploitation. So basically the bank is seeking temporary a temporary guardian to ensure that Williams' financial affairs are properly handled so she doesn't have access to money, uh, including money to even pay her mortgage. So she did this big old long video basically ripping apart the bank, ripping apart this former financial advisor, and she just keeps saying it's unfair, it's not fair, it's not fair. Uh, to the point where in one moment I'm watching the video thinking, oh, she actually does seem a little more put together. But then the amount of times that she continues to repeat herself and say literally the same thing over and over and over again, I'm like, mm, maybe she's not all there. Yeah, it's uh, it's definitely – it's hard to have an opinion on this. You know, you want her to be well. You want her to be in the right I, – I, I, I get both sides. I understand why – why she'd want her money, but then also I understand the bank doing the right thing. Like, hey, we just want to make sure you're doing well. I think, yeah, I think if a bank sees a legit issue and someone's throwing up a red flags, you got to go, all right, let's look into this before someone steals all of her money or she squanders it away. I mean, that was one of the big reasons that both Amanda Bynes and Britney's families stepped in because they have an incredible amount of wealth. And so easy, you get the wrong person in your life, and boom, it's gone very quickly, like a, a Sam Lutfi. So, a- anyway, go follow her online, and uh, she'll probably keep you up to date with that. All right, what's next? Number what? What am I? Number six? No, yeah, yeah, no. Oh, I have like two here. I have like two number sixes. <laughs> 
I must have miscounted here, but Bob uh, Bob Saget's family is now saying that uh, the the newly released records of his hotel room basically are telling the entire story of his death. So um, there's more than 50 photos that were taken at the Ritz Carlton uh, in his room in Orlando, Florida, where he passed away on January 9th. And they released all this like body cam footage from the police that when they got there and audio interviews and all this kind of stuff. And they're basically proving that there was no foul play. There were no drugs involved. He literally fell, hit his head, got into bed and unfortunately passed away in his sleep, not un not realizing how bad his head injury was. It didn't have anything to do with his covid. Um, I guess he had had that for a while. It was a lingering covid situation. So that's why he tested positive. But it was more about this fall and hitting his head because the headboard is padded. You know, they, they they basically said, look, it wasn't the headboard, but it it was a fall that caused his death. Listen, it's uh, I think it's funny. It's not funny. It's a lot of people because of his death and people are so hurt. I think people, reporters, everyone's just investigating what really went down. And, mm -hmm. you know, they're getting a lot of phone calls. So it was very important that the authorities, that the family had all the information just to make sure to cover their own tracks. You know, uh, everyone, everyone wants to cover the tracks in such a high profile case. Everyone wants their tracks covered. Yeah. So that's why there's probably so many photos. And he wasn't in, by the way, in any of the photos. It was just like the hotel room. And they said it was pristine. Like, like it literally looked like he got into bed and fell right asleep. Like his uh, all his uh, stuff in the bathroom were set up. And it, it, it wasn't a mess like you would think of someone that maybe was doing drugs yeah, or something else. But I think, again, okay. they're all just trying to cover their own drugs. All right. What's the next one? So this was a quick one, but I guess it's number 6.2 because I had two number sixes written down. <laughs> but Sean Mendez, he liked a photo of Camila Cabello's uh, on her Instagram page. This is he like secretly liked one of her thirst trap photos. And uh, everyone obviously went nuts about that. This photo she posted, uh, it, she's in this black dress and it's like slit all in the chest and then down the sides and on the arms and he went and he liked it and this is just on the heels of him saying how much that breakup just like kind of destroyed him and it was a really tough thing for the both of them to go through but i just think it's interesting that he's out liking her photos i don't know if this is him trying to just say hey we're still good or if he's trying to like slide back in it's just wild that this is news you know we're gonna get into a more demo thing but it's wild like liking a photo simple as that becomes news and be dude liking think about it though the, the amount of stories of someone unfollowed someone followed someone liked like all of these things are huge stories because this is our society today Great. all right so that's quick and easy yeah okay all right number five kylie jenner she has now changed her baby's name to something we don't know. So if you remember, Kylie uh, had her baby a little while ago and announced that the baby's name was Wolf. And now she has announced that the baby's name is not Wolf and that they've decided that they didn't feel like the, the name fit. And so they've changed it. She, she hasn't announced what the new baby's name is, but a lot of her fans and people that know her, well, have followed her. I wouldn't say know her, but have followed her story. They're blaming this on Tammy Hembro. Do you know who Tammy Hembro is, Adam? So Tammy is one of Kylie's former friends. She was really integrated into the Kardashian family. She's just got, like, if you see her, you'd be like, oh, yeah, she looks like one of Kylie's it model friends. Um, but they had a big falling out because apparently there was all these rumors that 
Tammy hooked up with Tyga and that Tyga had done all these songs about her. And she basically, you know, destroyed the, the friend code by going and sleeping with the ex. Okay. Tammy says they were just friends, whatever. Um, but the thing is, Tammy has a son named Wolf. And directly after Kylie posts this, re like this announcement that she's naming her son Wolf, Tammy posts a photo with her son and says, my wolf. And I think it was a little bit of a, hey, remind, remember, I'd name the, uh, well, I have a child named Wolf because I think it's not actually her child. I think it's like a stepchild yeah. or something. Uh, but I, I think she was just throwing it out there like, I, I see what you did there. So I, I don't know if that made her change her name or the name or whatever. When you give some a child a name, does that become mm -hmm. public information where anybody could find that out? Uh, if, if the birth certificate, sometimes you can get your hands on birth certificates. Yes. Okay. Not all the time. It depends. They can also put that birth certificate through some other location, like not through LA. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like file it somewhere else where people aren't looking for it. Okay. Cause I'm surprised. So. Yeah. I, I didn't know how that works le legally. You know, if someone, if there's ever a, a legal story like for example someone filed mm -hmm. for divorce as soon as they filed that becomes that public information public. Yeah. so anybody that's how news outlets break the story um but i didn't know once you uh, someone's born but you have to literally like the people at the courthouse are literally flipping through files like looking oh, by dang. hand for these records yeah at least that's how they used to do it i and i'm pretty sure that's how they still do it because that's how you're trying to beat the people next to you. But imagine how many people get divorced in LA on any given day. So you're flipping through thousands of records, looking at names, and then half the time, the name could be, you know, whatever the person's birth name is versus what their public name is. And you would have to catch that to be able to break that story. Yeah. Anyway, okay. so yes. All right. Got to know what you're doing if you're working in the courthouse. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right, what's number four? I believe we're on. Uh, well, now we're now we're on to five. Oh, five. Oh no, we are on four. four. God, what is wrong with me today? Oh, All right, Pete Davidson's mom seems like she is down to have another grand. Well, have a grandbaby with. Uh, let me let me try that again. Yeah. I really messed that up. <laughs> I said Pete Davidson's mom. She is down to have a grandbaby from Kim Kardashian. So basically, what happened was um, there was a, a pap photo of Kim and Pete where they were out getting some fast food this week and uh so a, a pap site puts it up or a fan site puts it up and one of the comments in there they put she will be pregnant with his child by the end of the year and they tagged pete's mom in the comment okay pete's mom responded with yay i love that I mean, yeah of course <laughs> It's just wild. Um, I mean, let's, uh, again, you know why? Because Instagram. Every, every parent like wants that. They're like, oh, they're, they're ready for the grandbaby, you know? So like they're ready for it. So she's over there probably just having fun. Didn't realize this was going to be the top story on Buzzfeed exactly. the next day. It's, I mean, I could see that. I know a lot of people put something, they like a photo. I mean, Sean Mendez, like we just talked recently, they didn't realize them liking something that's mm -hmm. so innocent and just being especially her nice. exactly that it becomes news. she she doesn't know any better she's she's just she's used to being like the mom of someone famous not like her like is going to turn into a news story yeah so great wild time all right 
Uh, number three, Gabrielle Union dissing uh, Disney directly after she executive produced and starred in um, Cheaper by the Dozen. So it, do you know about this whole law that was uh, being passed uh, out in Florida? The one that's they, they basically called the like, we don't say gay. Yes, bill? I'm very familiar with this. Yeah. OK, so. Uh, basically, this this bill that was passed prohibits the discussion of sexual orientation and gender identity in primary schools in Florida. And while all of this bill was going on, Disney was super quiet in Florida, wasn't saying anything, wasn't going up against the bill. Because, listen, Disney, you would think they would be a very pro-LGBTQ a company because of a lot of just their employees and their audience uh, and their audience and they're just they're they're not and they were quiet and they got a massive flack from not only their a lot of their employees but their their ceo had to come out and basically apologize for their quiet uh, their silence on this but anyway so gabrielle union um, she was on the red carpet for Cheaper by the Dozen, and the Hollywood Reporter was talking to her, and she said, you know, I'm really, really proud of this script, especially right now because we can actually say gay, which was a big, huge backslap to Disney for uh, them not speaking up against this bill. It's crazy. It's interesting. So she basically then followed up by saying, I don't know if I'll ever get a job again with Disney, but I don't really care because I'm not afraid. Uh, there's a lot of other people that will uh, will hire me. And she's like, look, I've been living in America since 1972 as a black woman. So nothing really scares me because I've seen it all and I'm not shocked. And so, you know, I've gone through a lot of crap in my life. So uh, we'll see what happens with this. Uh, I mean... It's a ballsy move, but she feels confident in her steps. I, I, mean, I applaud it. I, I, good yeah, for her, ballsy, man. but she stepped up, so good for her. Okay. Uh, number two, Sandra Bullock, ta uh, Channing Tatum. Uh, this was a hilarious story this week. Caught a lot of attention, but uh, they said that, <laughs> that they first met when their daughters got into a fight in pre- uh, and, and so that was a, apparently the spark of them getting to know each other because they were trying to figure out how to get these girls to get along. And the school basically said, OK, here's a here's a challenge. Who could be nicer to the other person? Um, but I guess now it had become a big joke between Sandra and Channing all these years of how their their daughters like basically hated each other. And now they've become really good friends. And when they went to go film The Lost City. Um, I forget where they were filming The Lost City. But anyway, the girls basically got to just hang out for three months and ha have dirt bikes there and, and party and, you know, kid partying, by the way, and just get to know each other really, really well. I think it's a cute way uh, to get the kids back together, that little competition they did. That's fun. Can you imagine being the principal and you're calling in the parents and in walks Jenna Dewan, Channing Tatum? I mean, I know they're not together, but. You know what I'm yeah. saying? They, they probably came in because their daughter was involved in an issue. And then in walks Sandra Bullock. Oh. And you're just like, what? what is happening if right now? <laughs> I mean, wouldn't you know that's so cool. Like, PTA meetings must be epic if, there. I mean, can you imagine the celebrities? So, that's all cool. right, let's get going. Um, and we are down to the number one story of the week. And that is the Oscar predictions. Adam, 
who do you think is walking home with some of these? I'm going to ask you. So best picture, you got Belfast, you got Coda, Don't Look Up, Drive My Car, Dune, King Richard, Licorice Pizza, Nightmare Alley, The Power of the Dog, West Side Story. Who is going to win? So you could actually gamble now on these award mm -hmm. shows. I'm going to be honest with you. I think, And I think a lot of people will, will relate to this. With the Oscars now, I don't think it's hard to see these movies. Yeah, especially in the past year. So I haven't seen a lot of these movies. I'm looking down. I don't think I've seen a single one of these I movies. saw the Leo, uh, the Leo DiCaprio movie, and I'm surprised. That the, yeah, so I so saw that, up. and I'm surprised okay. that is even nominated. Um, based on what I heard. But you know why that's nominated? Because Leo and Meryl Streep are in political. it. Political. That's why it's nominated. So I would say this. Based on from what I heard, and it's a movie that I really want to see, is licorice pizza that's for, I heard that's a great okay. movie and i want well i can tell you i can tell you the buzz on the streets is that coda should okay and will win are you are okay. you sag Bad. dax you are so do you get the screeners yes um i used to but that that's more for the sag awards not so yeah much but you still get the screeners for like some of the best movies of the year don't you yeah oh, yeah so yeah yeah but they do they do um they do it different like they used to send yeah. out actual like dvds and stuff and now they'll send you like a link and it's good oh, for oh gotcha a so did you even get the links at all or did you even not even pay attention yeah <laughs> yep sometimes i don't have time so to go watch all the movies inside, though, they send you all the movies like some of the best movies of the year and you get to watch them and you actually, you know you get to vote on it cuz you're part of the union um, or if you're too busy, you just say, oh, thanks for the email. I'm not going to send it to my podcast co-host so they can watch the movies. Listen, I, I didn't, I didn't vote because I didn't have a chance oh, to watch. So I, I had to be honest and not, and not vote because that wouldn't really be fair. Is it funny to see how it. they campaign for these votes? Oh, it's ridiculous, dude. Like billboards in the streets of LA, like please for your, uh, consideration. I'm like, oh, God, anyway, I get it. All right, let's go to actor. So you got Javier Bardem, Benedict Cumberbatch, Andrew Garfield, Will Smith, Denzel Washington. Um, do you do you need the names of the movies as well? Or here's you... what I'll say: of all those movies, I did like Andrew Garfield, um, and he was in that Tick Tick Boom movie. And I didn't think mm -hmm. the movie was amazing, but I thought he was great in it. Okay, well, I can tell you, most people believe Andrew Garfield Whoa, should I win. About that, okay, okay. Oh. However, it seems the word on the street is that Will Smith will win. Yeah. Okay. okay. So it could be Big Willie's year this year, walking away with an Oscar. That would be huge for him. I, I mean, just the trajectory of his career is unbelievable. I mean, I love Will Smith so much that I would be excited for him. Like, unbelievably excited. I didn't watch Tick, Tick, Boom, so... I can't say if I agree okay. or disagree with you, unfortunately. Okay. So then we'll go to Best Actress. You got Jessica Chastain, Olivia Coleman, Penelope Cruz, Nicole Kidman, and Kristen Stewart. Um, any guesses? Um, I don't. I don't have a Penelope Cruz. <laughs> you're just throwing out a name you're like well, what's the one name i remember from this list yeah um okay so they are saying should win jessica chastain they are saying will win jessica chastain wow 
Good for her. Love yep. her. She's so this will this would be huge. This is obviously for her role as Tammy Faye Baker in the uh, the eyes of Tammy Faye. So these are all great, but let's talk about the awards that people actually care about. Who's gonna win for production design? <laughs> Who's gonna win for documentary? Well, you know what? You're never gonna know because they're not they're not telecasting those ones. Uh-huh. They got the old red line, no going on them. So okay. and people are actually pissed about that. I'm like who watches those those ones? Like no one cares. They just want to get the best actors supporting all that kind of crap. Yeah. Okay, I think that wraps it up. Those are the three the three categories people care most about. I'm not going to get into supporting actress and actor just because we're running out of time. We like to keep this under 20 minutes. We're already at 27. I'm blaming the Oscars for this one and my duplicate number six. That's it, Dax. Um, thank you for doing this. I. Uh... I, uh, you know, uh, always good pl- uh, talking to you guys. Thank you for uh, joining in and listening to the podcast. Follow me at, at Adam Glenn, G-L-Y-N. Follow Dax Holt at D-A-X-H-O-L-T. We'll see you guys next time. Bye. Bye. A Huda Media Production.